Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me today is associate head coach for the LSU women's basketball, Bob Starkey. Bob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Matthew. Absolutely wonderful. Yes. Um, well, thank you for joining me. It's a... Uh, Obviously been a hectic offseason for y'all. Uh, just what have the past couple months been like for you? Well, it's been um, incredibly hectic, but in a good way. Uh, so many things uh, that myself and our, our team has been able to experience uh, that they've never experienced before. Obviously, with the exception of Coach Malky and some of her staff that, you know, this was their fourth national yeah. championship. But for, for some of us on the staff and uh, certainly all our players, you know, a lot of things have been going on that we have not been uh, party to. So it's been pretty exciting. Yeah, obviously the, the White House trip um, was looked like it was awesome. I, mean, I watched the stream, so it looked like a great time for y'all. Um, you've done a few podcasts, a few interviews over the past month or two, and you've done a great job of recapping what y'all did during the, during the tournament run and everything. I, I, I want to look at that a little bit, but I more so want to look forward, you know, into next year a little bit now that, you know, the roster's set um, and everything. But if we do start with last year, I have a question that I've been – I mean, when I look back at last year, it's the defensive stride that y'all took in the tournament, how much better y'all got. And obviously y'all were a good defense team the whole year, but there were those ups and downs at times. The con- maintained consistency of those six games, how does that happen? What allows y'all to go on that kind of run defensively? Well, I think it's a buildup of the entire year. Uh, you know, nobody can just get to the postseason and say, hey, let's decide to guard somebody at a high level. Uh, so, I, like you said, I, th- I thought we were really good defensively this year. Uh, now, certainly, you know, to win six games in the postseason, you have to elevate. But you want to make sure that elevation uh, is not that big of a jump. So, uh, I thought the habits that we developed throughout the year, I, I think the fact that we have a head coach that, uh, stresses, demands, and loves defense helps. Uh, and then the kids bought into the system. Uh, you know, we do a lot of things with scouting in terms of uh, preparing for an opponent and being able to take away a couple of things. You know, you can't take away everything, but you want to try and take away a couple of things. And I think our kids did a great job not only of buying into our system, uh, but locking in on our preparation on a game-by-game basis. Yeah, it's easy to, I guess, overlook the impact, but, you know, Players like Ladeja and Alexis, I to me, took that big step forward as far as individually winning their matchups on defense side of the ball. You, obviously, Kitley, Amor, uh, Clark uh, in the Final Four, um, Flage on the wing. Uh, it just felt like it all came to Kateri, obviously, at the guard position and what she can do defensively. It just felt like it all kind of came together um, in those moments, especially in the Final Four. Well, it did. Uh, I, there's no way I can say enough about Ladeja. Mm-hmm. Uh, her defense uh, the entire year was outstanding. Uh, what's probably lost to uh, a lot of people that don't coach on a day-to-day basis is the five player might be the most important defensive player because of where they're situated on the floor. 
they are the eyes for the entire team. So when you have a five player that can talk and communicate and move and adjust and help, uh, it's everything. Now, certainly the point guard position is important, but remember the point guard, when they're on the ball, they can't see the other eight players that are on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Ladeja did just an amazing, amazing job of, of uh, directing traffic back there and, and cleaning up a lot of messes. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing about uh, Kateri, that, that was just a great move uh, by Coach Malky. You know, she, she came off the bench for us uh, during the regular season, during the SEC tournament. And then uh, I think she came off the bench first game Hawaii, but the second game against Michigan, we were playing a much more physical team with a bigger, stronger uh, guard presence, and so she made the, the the move to put KP out on the perimeter to be able to counter that. And KP was perfect, and then you know, obviously, kudos to Jasmine for accepting her role coming off the bench. And uh, that's I, I think that's another thing you have with with teams that, that win at a high level and certainly win championships is kids are able to adjust their their roles and still accept whatever it is they need to do to help the team. Yeah. Um, my second question about last year, a lot was mentioned from Angel and Alexis about uh, the practice intensity. And obviously you've been around uh, thousands of practice mm-hmm. in, in your career. Oh, w- was there anything there that was unique, um, men's or women's, uh, as far as the competition goes, as far as the, you know, the intensity goes? Well, I've, I've said this numerous times uh, throughout the year that, that of all the coaches I've worked for, and I've worked for some Hall of Fame coaches, Kim Malky is the best practice coach <clears throat> that I've ever worked for. Uh, part of that is flow and pace. Uh, the flow and pace of practice is hectic. Uh, that makes it game-like. You know, I've, I've, I've worked with some coaches who come down and work on something for a little bit. And then they work well with, with, with Kim, it's bang, bang, bang. You're going from one thing to the next thing. Uh, and she's very demanding uh, the intensity and the concentration that you have. So, uh, you know, I, I think everybody's heard it, that, that the best teams practice is harder than the game, but very few teams really, really simulate that. Kim does. Uh, so without question, I think the, the intensity, the, the focus, uh, certainly the pace, uh, all that made games a little bit easier. Uh, it, it, it gave us uh, a level of toughness that we could we could teach uh, through what we demanded from practice. And I, you know, cha- championships are won on the practice court, not not on the game court. And that's where Kim's just the best I've ever been around. Yeah. Separately, uh, what was your first reaction when you saw Angel Reese at practice? Because Kim's talked about her first reaction about how she just dominated. She. Uh, the boards and everything. Uh, but what was your initial reaction when you saw Angel Reese? Obviously, we knew you saw her in games beforehand, but in practice up close. Sure. Well, you know, we, we go through the first week of practice, and Angel has good practices. I mean, she she's working hard. She's she's concentrating. She's asking questions. And then what, what Kim likes to do is on Saturday, she likes to scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And I think that first scrimmage, you know, uh, Angel had like 22 rebounds. So some absolutely obnoxiously crazy number where she just went and went and went. And it was during that time that you saw her competitive spirit. And when you have a player that competes uh, at practice, uh, that really gets you excited for games. And so uh, I knew that day when I saw Angel compete at that high level in the practice gym with nobody watching, Mm -hmm. 
that we had a chance to be really, really good. Because not only does it tell you that you have a special player there, but that becomes an example for other players. Angel kind of set the bar for practice that very first scrimmage we had on that Saturday. Yeah, that's that's um. Oh, you always, we always heard about that kind of Angel Reese fire in practice, and so it's interesting to hear how that was on, on the first practice. Um, if we look ahead to to the new kind of additions to this roster, um, I want to start with Haley uh, Haley Van Lith. Obviously, um, transfers in from from Louisville. Um, all the talk of college basketball, really. She's currently doing the three on three circuit with uh, Team USA. Got to watch a little bit of that. Um, watch all the highlights. Um, offensively what does she bring to y'all as as a team um and obviously i i the natural comparison is to compare her to alexis i think they're very different players in in a, in a couple ways but um what does she bring y'all offensively Sorry. well she's a multi-level score uh she can shoot the three uh she has a great pull up uh she penetrates I think a very, very underrated part of the game is she has an unbelievable ability to get to the free throw line. I'm just a, mm-hmm. a big, big believer that games are won by teams that know how to get to the free throw line and keep their opponents off. Uh, this will sound, I don't know, this won't, won't sound like it's an amazing thing, but to me it's a special thing. She has a great shot fake game. Uh, she's also, uh, a student of the game. She's, uh, you know, I did a little homework, talked to some of the people that coached her at Louisville, she, she loves film. She, she, she loves to prepare. She loves to study. Uh, she's about that life. Uh, she's also incredibly competitive and has, uh, uh, a streak of toughness that goes about her, uh, just being on the floor. I, I, I can't wait to see her practice. I can imagine what her practices will be like. Uh, but I think she comes in and she instantly fits the culture that Kim wants here in terms of toughness and intensity and hard work and, uh, I, I think she'll be just an absolutely great fit. Yeah, I, I love watching her her game. Um, went back and watched all, a ton of her um, Louisville tape, obviously. Um, now, when we look at uh, Anissa Morrow, uh, another obviously huge addition out of DePaul, uh, third-team All-American last year, it's interesting because she's listed as a forward, um, and at 6'1", she did post up at times at DePaul last year. She was, I guess, technically the four for them in, in a lot of lineups. Uh, but she's so versatile. The, the the ability to a create her own shot, to shoot the three. She took six threes a game last year. I think at like twenty seven, twenty percent. But still, um, how valuable is that offensive versatility for a player that can play the three, play the four um, in different lineups? Well, I think it makes a big difference here because Kim knows how to utilize players like that. I mean, we actually played uh, Angel at the three some. You know, mm-hmm. I, she wanted to go with a big lineup, and I can. You know, I can see the wheels turning Kim's head with, with Morrow. Uh, yeah. Morrow's another kid uh, that's a multi-dimensional score. She can shoot the three. She has the pull-up. She also has a very quick rip to the rim. Uh, she is hard for a normal post player to guard. Uh, and I think that's why you'll see uh, her effectiveness at the four spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly she can play the three and she'll play the three some for us. Uh, but when you put her at the four, you know, how does another post player guard her? You know, we got to get out and guard her or she's going to nail the three. Well, boom, there's a shot faking a rip and she goes hard to the rim. Uh, of course, I think that the thing, you know, and I'm, I'm an old school coach. So the thing that excites me the most about her, she's an outstanding rebounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're going to be able to play two kids in her and Angel Reese that when the ball goes up, they think the rebounds thirds every time. And rebounds equal possessions, and possessions equal 
winning basketball. So uh, certainly her scoring is going to impact us, but I'm really excited about her rebounding. Yeah, it's something like uh, 28 rebounds per game between the two of them. Pretty yeah. uh, outstanding uh, for them. Um, now, I have to ask you about Michaela Williams. I think obviously Van Lith and Morrow caught a lot of headlines, but for actual for LSU fans that have known about Michaela Williams and have been able to watch Michaela Williams over the summer or over the past couple of uh, months, um, how excited are you to get her on campus and to see what she's able to do as a freshman um, early on? Well, we're really excited about Michaela, obviously. Uh, you know, it goes without saying her skill set, uh, her ability to dribble, her ability to shoot, her ability to drive. Uh, she can play multiple positions. What is special about Michaela is she has an SEC-ready body. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's strong and physical right now. There are a lot of freshmen uh, who make the, the jump into collegiate basketball that takes them a while to adjust physically. Uh, and that's not going to be the case with Michaela. Michaela's another kid who's a gym rat. Uh, you know, I get excited when I follow her on social media and I see she's in the gym at 5.30 in the morning on a school day. Uh, she is all about working hard and being a good player. Uh, she's going to help us defensively. Um, she's going to be a special freshman. She's going to be a very special player. And there's, you know, I was here when Simone Augustus decided to stay home, and that means a lot in Louisiana. And Michaela's recruited by everybody in the country. And for her to early on say, hey, I'm staying home, uh, I think that will make her loved in a special way by the folks here in Louisiana, and it'll only uh, it'll only magnify when they see her play. Yeah, no, it's a uh, to me, and you can maybe bounce off this, but it's to me, it's the three point shooting is immediately translatable. It's like all right, at the floor for her, step on the floor, she can be a spot up shooter, and then you see everything else. It's like okay, you know, it might take her a, a practice two, three weeks or so, but the defense is going to be there. Then the, the ball handling is there. It's like, but if nothing else, she can shoot the ball at an, I mean, an elite rate. Well, you know, we talked about this with, 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 with Morrow. She's a matchup nightmare. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you put a smaller, quicker guard on her to defend her three, then, then she can post you up or she could take you off the bounce. If you put a, uh, a bigger, slower player on her to take away her physicality, she can stretch the floor. And uh, she does some other things well. You know, she the thing about Michaela is uh, certainly her scoring's nice, but she doesn't have to score to, to to be an impact player. She's also an excellent passer. Loves mm -hmm. to pass the ball. Probably enjoys passing and getting assists as much as she does scoring. And she rebounds the ball well for a guard. So uh, another multi-dimensional player. Now certainly she's a freshman, so uh, let's give her a little grace period to learn learn the collegiate game. But I'm I'm telling you, she's gonna be a, she's gonna be a special player for sure. Um, obviously, uh, the rest of that freshman class is is amazing as well. Uh, between Aaliyah Del Rosario, Angelica Velez, and Janae Kent, um, Velez specifically, watching her game, uh, watch I watched her in the Ball's Life um, All Star game, and then was able to watch the, some of her tape. Um, I it feels like with her strength and her ability to like handle the ball and get create for others, it feels like she's someone that could step in and. Because she is so strong, you know, be able to step in and perhaps compete early on. She was one that caught my eye uh, when I watched her. Well, she's a table setter. I mean, mm -hmm. she has a great understanding of of, uh, of offensive play. Uh, she has the ability to understand uh, what her teammates' strengths are. She she delivers the basketball when it needs to be delivered. I mean, she's she's a true point guard. And uh, point guards are hard to find. I mean, we, we can label a kid a point guard, but that doesn't make them a point guard. But she has the mindset, the understanding, 
of how the position is to be played. And, and the exciting thing about that is uh, she's about to be tutored by one of the, the game's all-time best point guards in Kim Malky. So uh, she's definitely going to have a, a, an opportunity to help us. Yeah. Um, now, when we look at – because one of the most – we know I, I run a message board. You know, We have a message board at, at On3. Um, one of the most talked about situations is um, obviously – you don't replace Ladeja directly in the board. You know, you add Anissa Morrow and then Samaya Smith, I expect to be very, very good next year as well. Aliyah Del Rosario will be good, but she's a freshman, obviously. Um, when you look at how next year's roster is kind of constructed, you have so many versatile players. Is the style of play, I don't know, the pace or anything like that, is there anything you look at and be like, okay, we might be a little bit different in this aspect going into next year? I don't think we'll be different. I think we'll just have flexibility and options. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim's system already affords itself to flexibility, mm-hmm. uh, but she's never going to go away from from being a, a, a high-low coach where we're working a lot on, on feeding the post and, and that, and then she loves the ball screen action, and she wants to run. She always wants to push the ball. We can never, we can never play too fast for her. Uh, so the fact that I think we've recruited some kids that can rebound, uh, helps that, uh, I, you know, we, we played with, with, uh, multiple lineups this year, you know, Angel played five, four and three this year. Uh, Samaya played four and five and actually played a little bit of three out in Hawaii. Uh, so I love the flexibility. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I think that gives us options. I don't think it'll change how we play. It'll just change who we punch in. Yeah. A um, couple more here. Uh, I talked about this with you when, when I met you initially uh, last month, but the strength of the SEC, um, I think, I mean, AM added one of the better transfer cl- classes as well. They were able to add a couple of key players. Um, but then we already know about Tennessee, South Carolina. Ole Miss is starting to punch up into that. It looks like they're gaining momentum. How excited are you to see – the SEC, obviously last year we knew how good it was. Those that followed it knew how good it was. But now this year, potentially having four or five, you know, top 20 teams in the country. Well, you know, you hit on a point. I thought we were underrated last year. I thought we were under the radar. And I think when you got to the NCAA tournament, you had two SEC teams in the Final Four. Ole Miss was an Elite Eight. Uh, Mississippi State got them a couple wins. Georgia, I mean, you, we just go through there. The league was <clears throat> really good last year and didn't get its due. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a monster this year. I saw uh, some rankings that came out yesterday that six of the top ten teams in the portal rankings were SEC schools. Uh, so <clears throat> I think, obviously, the the recruitment of quality high school players has continued in this league. Uh, but portal kids want to play in this league. This is the SEC. You, you look at the WNBA roster. The, 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 the best uh, represented conference is the SEC. You look at the Olympic roster, it's the SEC. This is the place you come uh, if you want to excel, if you want to play against the best. And uh, I, I think you'll see – it'll be an amazing year next year. Uh, I mean, if you look at the rosters of some of these S- SEC schools, holy cow, uh, it, it's going to be a great year for the league. Yeah. I, I told you this when we met as well, and I'm going to keep keep hammering it home for those who, who maybe haven't heard, but I, I did pick Ole Miss over St- Stanford. I had that one right in my bracket, so <laughs> get to, got those points for, for the bracket. Um, now, I, I know you you, talk, you know so many coaches. You've been through um, the 
the ranks, you've been through the four, you know, the final four runs and everything like that. You read a lot of books. When it comes to building a team and building a program and having a program that can repeat and that can make another run at this, what is the approach that you have to take that the that the team has to take that the staff has to take uh, going into a season like that? Well, I think this. I think repeats the wrong word to use. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you why. I heard Mike Krzyzewski talk about this many, many years ago at a clinic when somebody asked him, you know, what were the challenges of, of repeating? He said the first thing is it's impossible to repeat. The only way you repeat is if you have the same team, you play against the same players, and you have the same conditions. This is an entirely new year, uh, entirely new team. And certainly, goodness, in, in, the, in the world of the portal, I mean, it's, it's always a very new team. You're not just plugging in three players this year. You know, you're always, you always seem to be plugging in six, seven, eight, nine new players. So I think the best approach is uh, we come in from day one and we start building a good team, just like we did last year, nothing different. Uh, Make sure we're, we're, we're maximizing our practices. We're, we're working hard in the weight room. Uh, You know, we, we got our conditioning down, uh, Make sure we we handle adversity. You know, I think that's a very underrated part of successful teams. People say, "Hey, you guys went thirty-four and two. I'm I'm here to tell you, we had problems. We had issues. Every team in America has them. It's it's how quickly and effectively you solve them. Which that's to me again. You know, we 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 have the best in the business in Kim Malky. She knows how to handle those things. So, I think the most important. I, I think if you start thinking about repeating, if you think about winning championships. I think that gets in the way of what you want to accomplish. You know, it goes back to, you know, one of the biggest impacts on me was Nick Saban when he was here, very process oriented. You know, there's a man who's won seven on that seven national championships and has never had national championship as a goal for his team. No, there's no uh, numerical goals. There's no directional goals. His, his thought is he wants his team to be the absolute best that they could be today. That's the only thing we can control. So, uh, certainly, you have to have talent. We have talent. Uh, we have leadership, and 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 Coach Malky. Uh, it's just a matter of us going to work every day and trying to maximize. And if we do that, then we're going to have a chance to have a really good team and a good season. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, that's all I have for you. I appreciate these uh, 22 minutes. Um, I'm so excited to watch how this year, obviously, uh, been able to cover them. I came in at, when Kim came in, so this has been two years for me. Have been the Kim Mulkey year, so I've had a lot of fun covering the team, seeing it grow, seeing the the following of women's basketball grow, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I, I thank you for coming on. Well, absolutely, you know, excited to be on. I mean, this is part of our process. This is part of our growth. Uh, you know, we've done so many Zooms and interviews, and that's how you grow the game. That's going to lead to season tickets. That's going to lead to fans. That helps with recruiting. Everything feeds itself. So, uh, you know, I, I, I tell I tell people in the media all the time, you, you, you guys are a part of this success story. We appreciate the support. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, well, for those listening on the YouTube side of things, uh, feel free to subscribe, leave a like. Uh, if you're listening on the audio side, uh, leave us five stars. We really appreciate it. We'll be back with another episode coming soon. Thank you all for joining us. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.